we're back, baby. Yeah, the, the intro is that we're back. The intro is that we are all in the same room for the first time in like 14, 15 months. Yeah. Um, Chris and I have been in the same room several times since then. For at, at least 14. At least 14 months. Oh, yeah, it's May. So, yeah, it's yeah. May. It's somehow May. I thought about sitting down and when the episode started rolling, just claiming that it was like March 17th, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Get your boiled cabbage and corn. Oh, beef. hell yeah. Wait a minute. Does that mean that means we've had two consecutive COVID St. Patrick's Day? Uh, there are multiple holidays and people's birthdays that have just been. I guess the first one was during COVID. Wasn't swallowed. Yeah, the first Dang. one was literally the first weekend of COVID. Crazy. Like it, I, I remember being like, huh, they're going to cancel all the St. Paddy's Day stuff. Well, maybe they'll just do it in two weeks. <laughs> well, <laughs> a bit, simpler time. Yeah, I mean, if you check the uh, infection rates in like Boston and Savannah, you could probably approximate how much it actually mattered. That said, it's very nice to be back. We are all now vaccinated and feel pretty comfortable being you know back to our normal recording situation we are vaxxed but not waxed all of us have beards now oh that's yeah. true G gabe has joined like full like you were occasionally in beard gang before but now you're like fully there well so actually it's funny you say that i normally i over covid i did start marginally increasing the like beard length that i maintain but this is too long i lost my beard trimmer ah. only for like two days i think it's in my room so but weird I just you need say to... that's too long because like that is it's, it's a pretty for short me beard. i don't i haven't seen myself it, it's, that short it's working it's yeah working. I, I i like like the mid-length chris and to some extent john but especially chris goes like longer than most people i this know this is short for me for you yeah but i don't know when you like what no one can see me that i go like i go medium length personally when i when I get longer, it like tends to curl out because of like some scars I have on my neck a little bit. So oh, like, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Huh. In case this wasn't clear, this is Them's the Facts. Yeah. It's a show about fun facts and lying to your friends. I'm John. I'm Gabe. I'm Chris. And uh, I also would like to announce that we are sponsored by Topo Chico now. Uh, and also Abita Root Beer. Yeah. And also I don't know if... Ikea Glassware, because that's what Gabe was drinking. Oh, yeah, it is. I don't know if we're legally required to say that we're not actually sponsored by any of those things. We are. Um, oh. probably we are. That said... But we're angling for it. <laughs> I wonder if Ikea sponsors any anything. Or if they're just such a monolith that they can just sort of... I'll bet you Ikea could sponsor a Formula One team if they wanted to. I think Ikea sponsored the cabin I stayed in. In the woods. <laughs> for a week. They had everything... They had everything you could buy at Ikea, including all the stuff that you always look at, and you go like, that's kind of funny. So no wait a minute. Did they have the giant no one... shark? Did they have the... They did, did they... not no, have the shark. But... I know what they should do. What? So you know how the weird new thing is, like, companies decide, we'll sponsor an esports team. Obviously, Fortnite, because you build shit in Fortnite. <laughs> I think Ikea should sponsor Fortnite Pro. I've never, I've played Fortnite for a total of five minutes. So I, I could be sort of off my mark here. I don't know. I don't know anything about Fortnite. I've played it on and off every now and then. For a little while, I was playing it with our friend Claire, specifically because... Like she's had, into it. Yeah, she's into it. And they had the uh, Mandalorian armor set, and I wanted to get all of it just so that I could have it and Sweet. never play again. Okay. Fair. Oh, like you can get it during that time period and you <laughs> keep it forever. Exactly. Exactly. But this cabin had everything else but the shark. Like, you know how you always look at the bear rugs and you're like, well, that's funny. No one's ever bought that. They had all three of the ones that I know of. Beautiful. They had the, uh, the light fixture that is like the 30 bulbs pointing in random directions. <laughs> I kind of like two of them. Two of them. I, I want to get, I want to have a house 
or apartment, where I live, I want to have all of the furniture be things that only look like things that you wouldn't buy and are only there to fill out the decoration in the Ikea. I see. Like the weird lamp. Did you Have you seen the lamp that sort of expands like those balls that have the... They had one of those. Yeah. Wow. Cabin. I mean, they had everything. It was insane. It looked like they went to Ikea and said, yes. Just they walked into the Ikea and they said, yes. And then they walked out with they one just, of like, everything. They just like intercepted the delivery yes. truck and just, all right, we're good. My favorite thing about that was like it was so far away. I think the closest IKEA is this one, to there. Really? Um, unless there's one in Charlotte. Or apparently, the I think there might be one in Charlotte. Okay. Density of IKEAs is lower than you would think. Like apparently, people drive an hour to the I IKEA there's in one, Atlanta. Like, there's one here. There's one in Tampa. People drive from where I'm from to go to this one. Yeah. Let me see. IKEA. But I don't know. That if sounds one like in kind yeah, of yeah. There's miserable. one in Charlotte. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. So they could have gone Con- to the Charlotte confirmed one. Confirmed. IKEAs in the southeast. Let's. Let's see. Let's see where they are. But like, it's only, I think it's only Tampa, Charlotte, and Atlanta. Yeah. Who, uh, whoever wants to, whoever really, really likes us can send us one of those blah sharks. There's three in Florida, actually. There's one in Orlando, one, one in Miami, and one, one in Tampa. Tampa. Florida is shaped sense. so inconveniently to put things Those in. are the three, God. uh, the three pieces of Florida. If you assemble all three. You win the game, win but only even if they're only the, in your hand. Yeah, or... and notably, notably, Jacksonville is not included. In fact, if you add Jacksonville, you lose. Yeah, Jack Jacksonville is not a piece of Exodia. Um, <laughs> it's the like, it's like one of the Toon World cards. Yeah, and then from there, the closest ones are in Houston. Um, there's three in the DMV, and then there's three in one DMV. What? No. Oh, okay. In the D.C., Maryland, Virginia uh, area. Yes, okay. One in, and then one in Cincinnati. <laughs> so like, I, I thought you were just offhandedly saying there's a DMV that has some Ikea's. There were three, yeah, three in, a, three, three in that one particular department of motor vehicles. And honestly, it makes the line a little easier to deal with because you can just sit on the couch. Or get the yeah. cinnamon bun. The right, you can, bun, they, exactly. when you get your license picture taken, they hand you a Swedish meatball. Not not in like any kind of thing, just put it in your hand as a sort of party favor. I don't think I've been to Ikea since the week after I bought my house. I think that was the last well, time I ever went to Ikea. I think I specifically went to Ikea a few months ago because I had finally broken the last of the first set of glasses that uh, I got yeah, in Ikea. And I, and I went there specifically to get that. Oh, and a new garlic press, I think, because their garlic press is pretty good. Hmm. They really do just have like everything that every object that is not consumed when used is available at IKEA. Like in some in some shape or form. If it if it's something that you would use in the kitchen. Do they have pet bowls? I'm sure. Did I'm, you say pit bowls? It's not an object. <laughs> oh, pet, pet bo- bowls. That's actually pretty related, weirdly enough. Um, uh, yeah. They probably do. I mean, honestly, any metal container, really. They'll drink out of it. They will. Yeah. I have one, like, kitchen bowl that I... I think Tanika left here. Our friend Tanika, they left it here. And I use it. It it is kind of shaped like a dog bowl. But I use it as a kitchen bowl because it's very... It's a bit big for my dogs. But it could be... It could could, be a dog bowl. It's multifunctional, is what I'm saying. I like when people have the very big bowls for their smaller dogs. I always like only got to fill the a dog that could like lay down in the bowl. Well, I I, I was a, hanging out with uh, bowl pool combination. I was hanging out with a different Chris the other day. Yeah, his dog is a pit that's like uh, arty sized, but the bowl is like it's bigger than the one you have by like yes. at least a half more. So it's wow. like a medium medium to large dog, but no, with like an XXL a, bowl. It's a medium dog solid. 
okay. medium to, to almost fair, small. Artie is on the higher end of medium. Artie is, okay, in terms of buying stuff for dogs, Artie is at like the high end of medium and the low end of large. This would be a medium solid. Yeah. And it's like a and it's like a two XL bowl. Yeah, it's a bigger bowl than I use for Lorenzo, but <laughs> with his big head, where he can just take huge gulps, probably. All right, who's first? I don't want to get too sidetracked. I believe dog it's bowls. you. That's fine. I will say. I just want to say when you said the big gulp thing that when we were in the woods and we encountered a river, his preferred method of attempting to drink from it was he ran through it with his mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> just sort of like. <laughs> Just sort oh. of like how when you when you like cut a piece of paper, once you get like a glide yeah, going, it was actually just... exactly like that. Just <laughs> Classic like, Enzo. He just Classic like Enzo. ran in with his mouth open and just ran through it, and then just like went like the, like a pelican grabbing a fish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> pelican that's, that's size That's a beautiful mouth. thing. Oh man. Okay. I I actually have a tangentially animal related fact. I guess this isn't really. It's kind of a nice segue then. Although I don't think these animals uh, drink out of pet bowls. Um, so does anybody, does everybody know the show Arthur? Great. You do. Okay. So, uh, the Jekyll and Hyde song lives rent free in my head all the time. I think about it sometimes and I don't know why I've never even seen the episode. I've just seen that reference, but, and the fist. Oh yeah. And the, the Arthur fist. So here's the question. Why is Arthur an aardvark, right? Because You'd think, oh, well, it's because his name's Arthur. It's for the alliteration. But you could just pick a different name and a more recognizable animal. So the choice of aardvark seems kind of abstract, doesn't it? It's because the creator of the show had a pet aardvark as a child. They kept one as a pet in his home. I need to look at what an aardvark actually looks like because I actually don't actually know. I just assume they look like Ar- they, <laughs> Arthur. They don't because Arthur, Arthur was modified from his like original design because... I think original, like the it was first really book of books, Arthur, like, and then in the, original, in, in, in the first Arthur book, he actually looked more like an aardvark. Also, Arthur. like you just can't, like I think to get it to look humanoid enough for that, you just have to change a lot. These like they're kind of look like pangolins, right? Like they don't look like pangolins very much. It's the, oh, the really? nose ruins it. That's they look like. Let me see a pic. I, I did not actually look up a picture of an aardvark in any of this. It's that. That's like a fucking donkey pangolin. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like a rabbit donkey pangolin. It's like a pangolin if you give it fur and then you put it in uh, Photoshop and then you grab the ear part of it and you stretch those and then you grab the nose part and you stretch that mm-hmm. and you said, well, that's close enough to a new animal. It has a long pig-like snout. What do they eat? Do they eat ants? I don't know. Aardvark eats. Why? I'll why in my head that. is that right? Even though I'm obviously thinking of an anteater, and so are you. I search. I searched aardvark eats question mark. They eat almost exclusively ants and termites. That's. They're apparently they're sometimes colloquially called the African ant bear. I like that. Whoa. More. Or ant eater, not a- to be confused with the South American cool. ant eater. Ant bear would have been cool. Ant bear. That's like. Um, that's like those like D and D monsters, like bugbear, and like all the other ones that are just like we put. Two animals. So this is translated. The name Aardvark apparently is Afrikaans, and it literally, oh the double A okay yeah, and it literally translates to Earth Pig or Ground Pig. Earth Pig. Earth Pig, Earth pig is pretty good. It's like a, this is like something you'd summon in like a yeah. JRPG. And Some, summon the Earth Pig. <laughs> someone put that into the band names chat right Earth now. Pig. Now it just makes me think of Anteater eating ant. <laughs> yeah, the, the old Yu Gi Oh card that I. It's my favorite Yu Gi Oh card, maybe. When I see that name of that Yu-Gi-Oh card, I can mentally picture like where I was standing as a child in the Target when I first 
and carrying it. Because now remember... you can't do that anymore. What do you mean? Can't oh, remember. you don't know about that. This dude, the target. Oh, no, we no, you can this. buy. No, you can buy Yu-Gi-Oh and Target. I thought they're just cutting Pokemon. No, I think they cut all of it, right? Because I think Chris said they cut sports cards too. They they cut those. Maybe they didn't cut Yu-Gi-Oh. Let's when see. when did they announce this? Because I I went to Target like four days ago, and I usually like check that aisle to see if they have anything priced wrong, basically. And they had like I'm pretty sure all the normal. Actually, whoa, no, they didn't. I think there was no, there was way more magic stuff than usual as though room had been made on the shelves and they needed to put more shit out. says right here, Target has suspended in-store sales of baseball, Pokemon, football, basketball, Yu-Gi-Oh, and any other sort of collectible card. Wow. Yeah, uh, which I believe is related to the people like fist fighting each other over Pokemon cards uh, packs, but the, I do remember, I remember standing in the lobby of, lobby, front of the Target, uh, near and I remember that they would. Do always... targets have lobbies? No, no, because you go in and you're in. Do they have atriums? So not really. They don't really have an atrium. Now they do have a Starbucks. They have a liminal space, I think. There is a liminal space, but that space is like the uh, what they now call Bullseye's Playground. You know, I think the the whitest mom thing I've ever seen someone complain about on a website was this person I saw complaining on Facebook about how they wish instead of Starbucks they would bring back the the Target brand coffee no, no no the target the target concession stand they yes. still have those but they said i don't want the starbucks i want target concession now first of all target concession is probably not good i've only eaten at it like twice though. And, and also most a lot of them still have it like i feel the need yeah. to point out a lot of them still have target it, concession. in fact it is in my mental image the target concession is in that mental still of opening anti-eater eating at the Yu-Gi-Oh card and I believe that that one is still extant last time I had been there because I remember like walking by being like, I'm an adult now. I can get an icy and being like, I'm an adult. I don't want an icy. I think they don't put them in the new targets for sure. Yeah. They just let a Starbucks be there. Yeah. So like the one on North Druid Hills doesn't have one. I just still don't understand the whole target zeitgeist thing. I think, what do you mean target zeitgeist? It's just a store. What's with this whole culture around like, I love target. Oh, I don't think there's anything to that. It's just a, I just... it's a store i think it's a more comfortable environment than a walmart necessarily probably because they pay and treat their give better benefits to their workers so what the workers are more incentivized to provide service it's it's almost like if you treat your workers better you're gonna have a better time yeah i also can't speak to every one of these stores but around here the walmart is more busy so it's just like more stressful it's also it depends on the target to me it doesn't depend and on the target on caroline street is always banging oh yeah always always banging always stressful i really like the uh target over in tucker honestly i have only ever been to the edgewood one because i i don't get in i just sometimes i have to get something at target yeah i have no other opinion on it i like target it's like walmart i have no other opinion except for that wild day i had at walmart the other day that blew my mind oh the oh, thi- the, the the vaccine thing well the thing where i went oh <laughs> i went because i i don't remember what i needed oh i just needed a I had just gotten my COVID shot, my second one, and I needed uh, Advil. Yeah. And so I got that, but I also kind of needed some lunch, so I got a little salad thing they had. And I just remember the lady being like, you came to Walmart for these things? And I was like, and then I said exactly that to her. And then she said, there's a COVID vaccine already? And I was like... (laughs) To be clear, this is, like, Chris did not get the vaccine super early. This was, like, two or three weeks ago. Yeah, I, like, my, my, I left my body. Yeah. And like 
I was like, what? I kind of feel bad for this person because it's like, yes, and also you personally can probably get it. Well, no, it only gets weirder from there because yeah, then, yeah, here we go. Because then she was like, so does that mean it's going to be harder for you to get her? Or what exactly is the vaccine going to do for you? And I was <gasps> like, what? Like, I, I, I answered her questions, but in my brain, I'm like, right, because, because either you're familiar with what a vaccine already does, and so when you hear one exists that you didn't know about, you assume it does normal vaccine stuff. Yeah. Or to assume this, to know this one is different, you would have had to have heard about it. Then the other, the last straw that blew my mind was they do COVID vaccines at that Walmart. God. So it's like, I turn just, around. Like, I was, yeah, like, literally, like, <laughs> it's right there. You, you could go get it because you work here. Yeah. Right. Do we think that this fact, which I definitely remember, is true? You mean, did the dude have a pet aardvark? Did the dude have a pet aardvark? Yes. Are aardvarks even in America? No, they're only in Africa. So is this dude... Okay, so either one, he lived in Africa and had a pet aardvark, or two, his parents were international illegal animal trade people. Yeah, they were either they were either zoologists or drug dealers. <laughs> yeah. Or one of those people who owns one of those roadside, roadside zoos that you see all over the South. International... international. What? <laughs> I've never... You've never, seen, never that? seen a roadside did you not watch, uh, no. Did you not watch Tiger King? No, I, not I actually I'm telling didn't. you you should, I'm just I, saying. Yeah, in fact, probably you shouldn't. Yeah, that's kind of what I, I got. No, it is kind of a it is it's, kind of a it's, ride. It's a wild ride, but I don't know that Tiger King did anything for us as a culture other I, than give us a fixation. I'm not saying watch it for the culture. Coming. I'm saying watch <laughs> it for really the, how for the wild ride. I I don't know how I can explain this, but of every show that's like gone around and been like briefly super popular, I think that one had the strongest energy of like nobody fucking care. I don't want to watch this. Like this is going to be just bad. Like Cause it is a wild ride. It is a wild ride. Uh, I, I I did have a friend for a minute who was like, Joe Exotic did nothing wrong. Like not literally, mm-hmm. but like was like, if you consider Joe Exotic's trauma, a lot of his actions and opinions make a lot of sense. And I'm like, sure. I just like sure. the whole thing about how he tried to get a pardon, for real. He tried to what? He yeah. tried to get a pardon for real. He did try to get a pardon. A par- oh, a pardon, like a presidential one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did love that. Who knows how those work? I mean, I just want the lock is what I think about. That too. Yeah. We won't get into the details. If you watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. Um, all right. I think... I just don't see an aardvark being a good pet. I, I don't. And I know that that hasn't prohibited Where are you going to get all the ants you need? You got to buy a lot that of ants. That seems like the easiest part. I don't know. Uh, well, I, I mean, feel like ants are one of those animals that when you need to find an ant, it's not as easy as you would hope. I mean, ant farms used to be a whole thing, though, to be fair. You I mean, they could probably just still are. Have, you could just have, like, a I sustainable think ant farm, have a giant ant farm that would eventually sustain itself compared to an aardvark's eating processes. Hey, you know how those people, people always link those things that are like, you could get a thousand ladybugs for, like, like a hundred bucks? Yeah. Yeah. You could probably get 10,000 ants for a hundred bucks. I don't know. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up. But it would depend how on how much do ants cost? Wow, yeah, per ant. It's probably like buying resistors. They don't let you buy one at once because it's too Where little money. Where can I buy ants? Well, why did Walmart come up for that? <laughs> they, they probably, probably have ant farms. I, I really would believe that Walmart. Amazon offers a wide selection of ant farms. I feel like getting ants shipped. One to... tube, approximately thirty ants. Well, that's almost a dollar an ant. It's a thirty dollar. It's like a twenty-seven sixty-five. Paying for the tube. You're paying for the tube. <laughs> yeah, I don't need the fucking tube. Just send me them in a in a plastic baggie. 
Just let them, just let, they can walk. Just let them, why even? Target carries ant farms, but not live ants. LED ant farm, four live ants, ants not included, $25. <laughs> oh, I thought it said four, like the number That's four. That's a box. That's I was, a box I was imagining a box that specifically it's sells. It's a box with LEDs. I was imagining a box sand? that has specifically four ants in it, and no more and no less. Just And if one, of the, if one of the ants dies, you have to start over. It's oh, like a roguelike. Apparently it's not sand, it's nutrient-rich gel. I, with bright blue this this says Walmart has ant forms for sale online for store pickup. Can you imagine if I ordered a bunch of ants to my local Walmart and they just broke at the store pickup area? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. I don't think this is true. I, I personally do not think this is true. I just think maybe it was like a A is for aardvark kind of deal, you know? Right, right. I think I also don't think I believe this. Is that final answers? That's my final answer. Final answer. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you got me. Um, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, wait a minute. Now that I think about it, though, how, because, I mean, yeah, A is for Aardvark, but, like, there's a lot of fucking letters, like, and a lot of things Why? that start with A. Why yeah, is but Aardvark Arthur is first because it has two, two A's. Two A's. Why I is guess. Arthur and Aardvark? Is it because it has two A's? I, it, do all loan words from Dutch and Afrikaans appear just stone cold at the beginning of English dictionaries? <laughs> like, they're the only people that, like, only languages that use the double A thing that I can think of. Mm. I, I don't know if it says why he's an aardvark. I, I maybe it is just A is for aardvark, beginning of the alphabet, because it's two A's. Like how every person named Aaron uh, always has to do their presentations first in middle school. Yeah, it doesn't mm. say why. Arthur is an aardvark. There's the show is still going. It's they're just, still making new episodes of Arthur. It's on season twenty-two. I mean, like, Damn. it's kind of like all you have to do to make an episode of Arthur, especially if you're like the writers who know how to like do these characters for years, is basically just like have a kid punch another kid and then talk about how that wasn't good. Like, you don't. I feel like you because all all you have to do is tell kids something isn't good, like that they shouldn't do it, and that's like you can go forever. Mm. I think Arthur does weird seasons though because because it's they ABS. do yeah like it says season twenty oh wait I'm confused I assume that any show with a two digit number of seasons one of those seasons is structured in a different way at least because it just you can't never mind they're on season twenty four ooh that actually makes sense because the show first it's just one per year then because the show first aired in in nineteen ninety six yeah I'm yeah. just seeing how many episodes they've been doing. Oh, okay, so they have not been doing that many episodes. What are they, 10 episode seasons? It's not even 10. It used to be... So they went like 30, 20, 15, and then it was 10 for years, and now it's like 3 or 4 a season. You can also get away with reruns so easy now. Because, well, it's also because, you know, the kids are, kids aren't watching Arthur for that long. You know? Right, so it's like the kid who's watching it is 4, which means any episode from before like 2015, you can just rerun, and the kid won't be like, oh, I've seen this one already, ever. So that's actually a, a genius strategy, and I applaud the creators of Arthur. Although I have to remember that technically three episodes of Arthur is six episodes of Arthur. Yeah. Do they do the double ones like cartoons yeah. like Spongebob does? Yeah. Exactly. Are those always... I always wondered this watching Spongebob as a kid. Are those always paired the same, or are there different pairings? They typically are paired the same. Yeah. Whoa. Sorry, I just saw this thing that said that they did a new episode. They did an episode called The Great McGrady. Which they only made the, that season just to recreate the old season thirteen version of that because Lance Armstrong was in it. Oh, that's kind of fun. Wow, that's kind of fun. 
That is fun. That they so if you get canceled, your Arthur episode gets canceled too. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I'm surprised that you can't at this point just like edit him out, like smoothly enough. Maybe I, the whole plot is a, is based around him by well, name. This is a thing that they do they do sometimes on Arthur's. They have a celebrity show up, and then that celebrity is a character like throughout the episode. Like people talk about the like I'm sure we've all seen the Neil Gaiman. What are you doing in my falafel? What? <laughs> what? You haven't seen that game? I mean, do you know what I'm talking about, Chris? Sort of, yeah. There's an episode where Neil Gaiman is like doing like a literary, like a, a book signing and meeting greet at the local library, and Sue Ellen is talking to him about writing stories, and then he shows up as like sort of a figment of her imagination when she's trying to figure out how to write stories, and at one point he's just in her falafel. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lunch they They're like, what's sphere shaped so that it could look like a head? All right, John. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Okay. Japanese rice growers and brewers have been collaborating for years in pursuit of an umami sake. So a chicken sake. <laughs> oh, no. No, not quite. They won't. No, because. Uh, that's what it will feel like. You know, somewhat. It's, I think, more like mushrooms, kind of. Oh, like a mus- just like put mushrooms earthy, in it. Earthy mushroomy flavor. Okay. Just put mushrooms in it. Yeah, but they're trying Solved to. It. <laughs> what can I say? They just needed us the whole time. Okay, they're specifically like working to find a cultivation of rice that will produce an umami flavor naturally through the brewing process. Just okay. make it. Just make rice have sex with a mushroom. Yeah, <laughs> those are they're they're really attracted to one That's another. That's how plants really work. Well. I think. Yeah. Well, so the the current theorization right now, and this is from Teruya Ichiro, who is involved in the husbandry of the grass. Um, we believe we are within 10 generations of rice cultivation to achieve the ultimate savory rice that will carry flavor through this fermentation process. So the fact is... How long is 10 generations of rice? Like a year. About, it'll be about 10 years. So not 10 human generations. Of not 10 human on. generations. Okay, that's what I was trying to make yeah. sure. It wasn't so, like it's going like, to take 10... It'll take anywhere from like 5 to 10 years. Is Interesting. Basically what they're so, saying. so the fact is that this is an... A very long-standing thing that's been attempted that they're just now about to get. Yeah. It's kind of like the COVID vaccine. Yeah, Yeah. except that the COVID vaccine took, like, what, a couple years to design? And how many years are we talking? 500 that this rice has been? No, no, I think it's it's really been going since around the 50s, honestly. Okay. Yeah. But that's still... The, The COVID vaccine tech is 15 years old. That's actually, yeah, there's parts of it that aren't that new. So how long until the umami COVID vaccine? The umami COVID vaccine. Is this the COVID vaccine that will make everything taste like shizo leaves? No, it's just the one that tastes like chicken. Oh, you, okay. it, in your blood. It, it feels like umami when you get <laughs> It injected. feels like chicken. Whatever that means to you. It's it's sort of like, um, you know, an eye of the beholder thing. Mm. I, Although now, so the problem with you saying chicken sake is I'm thinking, what if you like drank, like, like did a shot or something? And it tasted just like raw chicken breast and not alcohol at all. Like how how jarred would you be by that? What if I I don't know because I don't think I've just eaten raw chicken. No, but you've smelled it, so you know what it tastes like. Kind of. What? It's not really. Not, how not, it not, what is that statement? You don't know exactly, but when you smell something, you know about like part of the way to what it tastes like. Claritin next time, huh, Chris? Yeah, I'll be okay. <laughs> Are you allergic to cats? Yes. Um, always has been. Always have been. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, what I was going to say about the chicken thing was my immediate thought was, what if I could have a shot that tasted like the flavor of I've just cooked chicken on a skillet with coconut oil? 
and it's like that taste. That's actually a so. There's definitely like bacon infused vodka out there. And what is the fond that's left on a on a on a skillet other than like chicken bacon? It's not. Well, I'm specifically no. thinking of the one with coconut oil, though. Yeah, well, with coconut. So what I'm saying is, you could get you a get coconut infused alcohol and combine, and then infuse another one with like chicken fond. I'm saying it's possible. Yeah, and you know, too, there are ways to distill. If you're doing it in like a vodka, you're a little less worried about like whoopsies. Something wasn't like the chicken stayed too long, and I'm gonna die now from drinking this because it's gonna probably sanitize. Vodka could preserve chicken if we if if we think about it. If you pickle chicken, is it fine to eat it? Like if you pickle it from raw, that's a serious question. I don't actually know. Okay, now here's here's the thing that they won't tell you. Most meat is actually fine to eat from raw because of the standards that we have in the U.S. Most meat that you buy at the grocery store, you could probably just eat it raw, and like you'll be totally fine. But it's not. If you do that enough, you're bound to eventually have problems. Right, and and also it's just probably worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean. I'm, ooh, JQ Kitchen Secret. Occasionally. I eat raw ground beef. <laughs> no. Not, not ground beef, but Steak. like if, if I'm, if I'm like seasoning, if I've like got a chopped up meat and I'm seasoning it and I'm marinating it and I want to check and see how it's, see if it's like properly seasoned. Let's pop a little, pop You're like, insane. I'll just pop You're a You're going to die there. at 40. I, I, no, I think this is actually smart because he's only eating little bits. But, so. I don't know but, about but, that. But, Think about it like this. Think about it like this. This is stuff that's... This is only in cases where I've, like, heavily marinated it with some... With, typically with something acidic. Right. And the acid itself is going to be sanitizing and cooking the meat as well, like a ceviche or a tartare. And they always said, as a kid, they would tell you, don't eat raw cookie dough because it's got eggs in it and you're going to get really sick. Do you know anybody that that ever happened to? It's because salmonella... There it's around, go. but like it's not that around. But so my completely the, made up conclusion here is you can eat all the. I ground think the meat. bigger worry actually is raw flour, but like no one's ever died from eating raw flour. Don't fact check me on that. No, dude. no. What I was gonna say. So yeah, apparently <laughs> I I only learned this God knows like probably too late in life, like a couple of years ago, that raw flour like can make you very sick. I can't remember what can be in it, but something about it you should never eat it, and. I know a guy, you know a guy who once snorted flour and I thought to myself, you probably shouldn't have lived in some sense. Do we know a guy who it, has snorted it's, flour? It's it's not a mutual friend. Ah, okay. It's not a mutual friend. I don't know. I searched who has died from raw flour and it's like article after article. Article after article of people dying from raw flour and cookie dough. In cookie dough so... specifically. Yeah. Have you never eaten cookie dough, Chris? No. I follow the rules. It's it's okay, it's better than cookies are. That's the fucking problem. I've eaten well, things that are cookie depends. dough flavored. Yeah. I, okay. So like it it was funny. My mom didn't realize that the cookie dough that they put in ice cream isn't like actual cookie dough for a while. So like when I was younger and, and mom came from a country where the meat and like sanitization standards aren't as up like as thoroughly applied where you as they can't are here. eat the raw meat <laughs> yeah where you straight up to which is why even though you're supposed to cook pork to medium rare and you can do that here in the in the u.s my mom will not eat pork that has even like a hint of pink in it because she's you could like it, die in some places exactly in most in a lot of places yeah. yeah okay vice says yes people have died from eating raw I'm, I'm sure it's happened to somebody Told you. the years-long agonizing death of a las vegas woman who contracted e coli <laughs> Okay, but but 
I think we need a retraction. They alert you. I think we need an on-air okay, retraction. Okay, people have and died. An, and an apology. I'm not apologizing. I will not apologize uh, for my it. personal beliefs. In fact, I'm so worried about it that I'm not going to let... Restitute. We need restitution. I'm not going to let anyone who's ever eaten raw cookie dough into my butcher's shop because I'm worried about them endangering the women who are in there. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that... I... Did, did, Okay, did you did you get that gift? No, but I got a really I got something much better, <laughs> which was a mental image of an alternate universe where you in a butcher shop. And I think it's I'm just I really like the mental image of you. Be, I've never been to a butcher shop, admittedly, but if going into a store and you're the guy and someone's like, I want this specific cut of meat, and you're like, hell yeah, and just like get at it. I think that's cool to picture. <laughs> I almost worked at a butcher shop. They were not going to pay me enough though. I think it would also gradually traumatize your brain to cut up animal parts so much. Oh, so I no, wouldn't I don't have know been... About that. No, I wouldn't have been one of the butchers at the butcher shop. That's fair. fair. I did... The day that I was, like, trying out for it, I did haul in a bunch of different... A bunch of, like, pig halves. Just, you know... Yeah. Oh, Actually, they weren't even halves. They were just pigs. I think they, it'd be fun. It, it is pretty Good fun. knives just seem fun. Good knives are great. I yeah. love a good knife. I like that video I saw of someone sawing a gallon of milk in half while it was just unopened <laughs> with a really nice knife. They just went like this. They just like gave it like a one and it just like sliced through it like it oh, was butter. Beautiful. But then the milk was everywhere. So yeah, it's still fun though. I would love to see like a, one of those like, uh, like you, you know the katana cut where it's like you don't know that the cut has happened and then it slides off. Yeah, I'd love to see that with a milk jug. It probably exists. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, because I guess the way you make that happen is you cut at a slight angle so that it slowly slides off. Yeah, but but then the milk would start seeping out immediately, you know? I wonder if you could get like a... Invisible milk. I, I wonder... Or if you could get... It's just water. The Kurosawa blood spurt from milk. Like if you just slice the milk, it's just like... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the Kurosawa milk spurt. No. That's my new band. <laughs> oh, man. Kurosawa Milk Spray is my new band. Uh, I hope y'all come out to our first show. We're opening for Trapped next week. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I forgot what your effect was. It's, it's, uh, they're making umami sake. They're trying. Uh, I'm going to say yes, just because it feels like something people are doing. If the fact is just, are they doing it? Yes, yeah, the fact. I think I would go yes. Well, the fact is specifically that they're, that they are, there's a long process to cultivate the rice for them to do it. I would believe it. I'll go for it. Why not? I believe it as presented. What I mean by that is if you're saying it's past 50 years, but they're not doing it GMO. Because I think if they had been doing it for a thousand years or if they GMO'd it, they'd be done already. But the way you said it, I believe. Okay, this is completely false. Dang. Okay. I made this shit up and I actually <laughs> tricked you guys for once, which feels Got me. very nice. It does. It's, it feels very vindicating for the, the first time back in the studio for me to have tricked you. I actually adop adapted this from another fact that I got somewhere else, which is that, and this is this is wild, tomatoes actually apparently have the genes to produce capsaicin. Yes, but they don't. They just choose not to. So like they're they're one of the they're a, they're a, tomatoes woke up and chose peace. Yeah, they chose peace <laughs> instead we, of violence. Can we GMO that gene back on? Because I want to know See, what the spicy I, tomato. That's what I want. I want to know how spicy they they want to be. Yeah. Oh, Not, like well, I know how, they don't want to be, but like how much would if you how much that capsaicin gene off, is that gene how encoding spicy for? Spicy would a tomato be? Hmm. Good question. What if it's what if it's like ghost pepper shit? <laughs> Man, that'd be wild. And like and like one day, like one tomato decides to be the different one, and the person who eats it. Just is not ready at all. 
He's the tomato that he's not the tomato we wanted, but he's the tomato we deserve. I just liked the mental image I had of uh just a normal, boring white white lady <laughs> in uh you know, like the middle part the middle country of South Carolina mm-hmm. making her mayonnaise and tomato sandwich and she gets the first capacin <laughs> tomato and just and just dies. God and goes like, Man, that was that was I was definitely spicier than paprika. <laughs> Alright. I we're gonna briefly go to Tomato Town and then we'll be back with some more facts. <laughs> I am not a designer, but I definitely know how hard it is to find convenient software to do just about anything. The good thing is, for you designers out there, there's Canva Pro. It's a design software that makes design simple, convenient, and reliable. You can create what you need in no time, and it's jam-packed with time-saving tools that make anyone look like a professional designer. If you want to check it out, go to partner.canva.com ppn. Welcome to the world of Pokémakers. We're Professors Fierce and Fierce, but you can call us Alex and JD. And we're making an all-new Pokémon game. But not, like, coding it, just in podcast form. What does that mean? Well, we're going to have discussions planning out our own region. Characters such as gym leaders, professors, and our own evil team. And of course, all-new Pokémon. Check us out at Pokémakers on Twitter, on the Pocket Podcast Network, or wherever you find podcasts. Gotta Gotta make them all! Okay, welcome back. From Tomato Town. Yeah. We, <laughs> I couldn't say that was a tray face. Yeah. You, you, just, you just heard us just wipe out Tomato Town, and now we're, I don't know, I don't going know. back to the facts. I know nothing about Fortnite. My mic is revolting against me right now. Oh, no. Yeah. I know nothing about Fortnite or Tomato Town or any of that. No, me neither. I just kind of... I, I, I didn't read a deep dive, but I did my own shallow dive uh, <laughs> just to sort of, you know, figure out what exactly was going on. Um... I'm going to do another food fact. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, mine is that uh, when Disneyland opened, there was a restaurant that was just Fritos. Fritos had a restaurant in Disneyland when it opened. That's my fact. But, but they are... Okay. But they... Did they... Did, were they like, we're going to let you have different... Like Frito nachos and just... You could buy a bag of Fritos and make you a Frito Oh, taco. it was the Fritos company making just whatever they thought would be Mexican. Uh-huh. Okay, so, uh-huh. so it's not yeah. a restaurant where everything is Frito comprised. Oh, well, I mean, it, but probably a lot of it because a lot it, of it, like where the baseline is, they don't have to come up with a new recipe. I'm a one up you. Not only was it there when it opened, it was there until at least the seventies. No, uh, that doesn't surprise me. If you just like made a Frito in the shape of like a taco shell, though, like isn't it close? Like it. Listen, Walt Disney had to get funding somewhere, you know. Like he was, he sure he had successful movies, but this was this was a big undertaking, which is why he funded it partially through ABC's like In Living Color. I'm not sure that World they. Color, like I'm not, I'm not sure who paid to be there. If you know what I mean, I'm not sure if they paid him or he paid them. I don't know the answer to that. But it was like a co-sponsorship, so that it was there was in, in part some revenue share going on. I'm I, sure. I don't know. You can do, but I'm I'm saying that the way that theme parks work, they would have paid him because I. I'm just, it's, it's possible and quite probable, in fact. 
you can do anything at Disneyland. And I don't mean that like it's the magical kingdom. You can, I mean, you as the owner of Disneyland, hypothetically, could put anything in it because there's only two types of people that go there more than like once or twice in their life, probably. And it's children and people who are insane, like actually out of the, like the people who go to Disneyland like nine to 10 times, like three times a year, I feel like those people like would, would eat anything you made out of Fritos. Hey, Chris, how many times have you been to Disney World? 10? I mean, maybe. <laughs> it's also not, yeah, I also exactly. corrected myself and said three a year, which is really not 10. Exactly 10. Okay, okay. Yeah. I've been four, four times to Disney Mine World. Was because twice as a kid, twice as an adult. Mine World's was the Florida one, right? Yeah. Like y'all aren't going, okay. Yeah, I've never been to the other one. Mine was because back when I was born, there was a deal. I think Disney has it again now, but it's much more expensive, yes. obviously. When when I was born, uh, they had a deal back then to buy a pass that was good forever for park hopping. It never would expire for 10 days. So my dad bought one of those for each of the four of us, like him, mom, and my sister and me. And then we would just go whenever Did we were able honor to. It? They honored it until I used up the last day when I was 23. Oh, oh, it's 10 days. Not as in the purchase window was yeah. 10 days, but as in you have a total of 10 days that you can use up as long as over whatever period of time you want. Yeah, it did get kind of weird. Like when I was like 21 and we had to convert it all to the new thing, it got really weird at first. And what they had to do is they had to remake it into uh, like four day passes that, that had them. one day gone already. A lot of something them. Something like that. Because right. they could the tickets were like, it was back when they switched off of like paper tickets, basically. Mm-hmm. When they did that and these were like paper tickets, like you had to have this paper ticket forever. Wow. That's, so like you have to keep track of that. Yeah. So, I mean, it was funny because they would have like a, they had a sleeve for it or, and everything and they had written on like the dates we went and what days, how many days we used every time and all that kind of stuff. And you can see ones going back to like 1997. On yeah. There, like, it's yeah. pretty cool. I think that, okay, you said that the restaurant was not in existence post like 70s though. So you didn't go. No. No. That's unfortunate because I would do want to, I do want to know if it was good. I absolutely believe this just because of the way that Walt Disney was, like, building the park to start. What if I told you it was called Casa de Fritos? I yeah, believe no, it I more. believe it more. Way more. I, I wasn't so sure if I believed more. it, but I think I believe it now. And I'm kind of not kidding. Like, I, I was, like, on the fence, and I think it's, like, that's what they would name it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of in for that. Now, were there animatronics in this restaurant? Oh, yeah, there were. Oh, good. good were they good. Disney themed? Were they no, racist? Or chip themed? I don't or know racist? They just I, had the Frito Kid or whatever. The Frito Kid? Yeah. There's a kit? Yeah, the One? Frito Kid. Frito Kid. I'm not familiar with the Frito Kid. Frito Kid. Kit? Kid. Kid. Like, a child. Okay. It was a child. The Frito, okay. ch- the, the, well, the chosen you said, one. You, see, you said it was, you said it was Mexican themed and they said the Frito kid. So I was like, wait, like the Waco kid or like Billy the kid or something. Yeah. I thought it was like this Frito themed band. It was the, I it really... was the prophesied, it was the prophesized Frito child. <laughs> Made of all Fritos. The chosen one. His parents have to be very gentle with him. Born of a virgin. The Frito child. God. <laughs> I do like also the Frito Kid, where the bullets are, of course, Fritos. Yes. And absolutely. they make cartoon sounds ricocheting off of things, even the, though they should crunch. The Frito Kid is the uh, sixth segment from 
uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs that didn't make it off the cutting. The Frito Kid is actually the ninth Horcrux, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When when they that was actually why uh, when they closed that restaurant, see J.K. Rowling couldn't write the Harry Potter books until they closed the Frito restaurant because they she couldn't have killed off you know Voldemort with the true. Horcrux still around. Mm-hmm. She was she she had the idea in in uh, eighteen fifty one, but she had to sit on it for a while. A very long time. Yeah, very long time. Um, that's why she is the way she is. She's ageless and she's slowly going insane. I, I really do believe the fact, though, including and especially the Casa de Fritos name. It wasn't Casa de Fritos. Frito oh, Singular? It was Casa de Frito. Yeah, I believe this. You both believe it? Yeah. I, I'm going to go with it. Yeah, unfortunately, this is true. <laughs> oh! oh, yeah. Okay. I was legitimately like, okay, so I was kind of leaning no, and then John was like, well, they had to do insane stuff to fund these parks, and that yeah. made sense. And then I was like, "Wait, that you said that name?" And I was like, "That's that's what they would name it." Conveniently located next to the mine train through Nature's Wonderland, Casa de Fritos was a delightful outdoor Mexican restaurant. What could be more representative of authentic Mexican food than Fritos corn chips? Do you only want a snack? Well, at the Casa, you can visit the Frito Kit, a combination statue Rube Goldberry vending machine. Drop a nickel in the coin slot, and a bag of delicious Fritos will make its way to you through the kids' gold mine. I think what's even wilder about this is, like, if this were... Actually, no, this would apply in California, too. Either Disney location, you are, like, not far from just Mexico. Like, you could just, like, go and be like, hey, someone do better Mexican food. But Frito sponsorships is where the money is, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. That... Did they have, like, a taco Frito shell and just, like, shit like that? I don't know about that, but you want to hear something else crazy? Yeah. Did you know... That Doritos originated from that restaurant is the common belief. I'm I'm uncomfortable. You, so this is not this is not a game. This is like a I thing. I'm so when I said, no, "Oh, do they have Frito nachos?" I I accidentally created a monster that already existed. Doritos originated here. It well, says in the early 1960s, a salesman noticed that Casa de Fritos would toss unused tortillas in the trash at the end of each day. He instead suggested they cut the surplus tortillas into triangles and deep fry them and season them in the style of a Mexican snack called Totopos. Oh, so there, there was a basis. So not just Doritos, but Tostitos. No, these are Doritos because they're seasoned, not Tostitos. Oh, they're seasoned. That's what he was saying. They season them. Although I think I don't know, want to know with what. Like I don't like the plain Doritos because that the artificial cheese stuff is like one of the few things I'm like kind of picky about. Like... It's just not good. One more thing. Here's the recipe for the Casa de Fritos original Frito chili pie. Oh, okay. Ladle uh... chili and beans into a bowl on top of cheese, chopped onions, and Fritos. Additions. Add sour cream, guacamole, sauce, and jalapenos. That was it. That was the whole recipe. Yeah. Frito pie. Just put it's chili. Simple. Just put chili it's on just the thing. food. No explanation of how to make the chili. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, canned chili is was and is still a thing. Yeah. I guess so. Unfortunately. It's just easy enough to make chili that I've never really like. All right, I swear this is the last thing I want to say. About oh, this boy. Fact. Here we go. <laughs> Walt Disney's favorite meal is Wiley was a simple bowl of chili and beans. As, this, as a former Disney CEO once said, Walt doesn't like the food in London, so he'd bring chili and beans and other canned foods he liked to eat. God, At Walt. the Dorchester Hotel, the waiters would just serve him chili and beans and crackers. Walt, Walt's favorite chili recipe was simple. Combine one can of Denison's chili with another can of Hormel chili. <laughs> he couldn't settle for one brand. He had to go 50-50. <laughs> he, 
He makes make this dude, this man's making a chili half and half. They're like, <laughs> chili Arnold, Arnold Palmer. Palmer. <laughs> cause he, cause he's like, it's like he tried them both, and it's like you know these, they both have something to him, but I, I think I can't. <laughs> I need a little bit. Of chili Arnold Palmer is such a powerful statement. It means so much, and yet so little at the same time. Every time I hear more about Walt Disney, I hate him more. <laughs> this is just... Avid listeners will have noticed my silence for like the last two minutes because of the sheer rage. The sheer... The rage! Ima- I felt! <laughs> imagine this dude... Imagine this dude signing off on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs with just this bowl of chili. Jesus! <laughs> yeah, if you actually find the original paper that that signature occurred on, it's just, it's deep, like, sort of red and caked in it. <laughs> no! Imagine, imagine Walt Disney eating his bowls of chili while, like, seeing the first showing of the Carousel of Progress. Clearly, Walt Disney, if he had still been alive, would not have greenlit Ratatouille. Because he doesn't want food that's not just chili valorized. I wonder if he put ketchup on his steaks. Maybe he just put chili on his steaks. Fuck you. <laughs> that sounds like actually almost good. Should, sounds... should we do a listen? Not like there? chili on a steak, but a meal incorporating steak and chili both. I am perhaps the person here who likes the Disney over the most, and I hate Walt Disney the man. <laughs> I, I have never heard a good thing about him, I don't think. Like, not even like, oh, he gave some money to charity. Like, just stone nothing. I mean, I've heard the good things, which is like the futurism and all that stuff, but also... Oh. I mean, isn't he like... Epcot would have been cool if it was what he actually wanted it to be. Yeah. Wasn't he like sort of the... He was every kind of racist you could possibly be, like, at the same time? Yeah. Yes, like a lot of white people in that time. Well... But worse. But worse, I guess. And and, Because he had money and used to make the propaganda. Um, Should we do a listener fact? Let's do a listener yeah. fact. I got one from JD. He said, The Pokemon Meryl was originally called Pika Blue, and the name was changed after Pichu was revealed. I Background. F- official merchandise that came out around the time of the first Pokemon movie refer to Meryl as Pika Blue. I think I can like half, half bust this fact. I know that there was a popular sort of like urban legend Probably in the late 90s, like, I'm not quite old enough to have heard it directly, um, but that there was a secret blue Pikachu named, like, Blue in the games. So I assume that instead this is, like, referencing that in some way. But for all I know, they, like, made Meryl and were like, oh, well, that's a good idea. Make the fucking mouse blue. I think this is likely false. Like, maybe it was called that in American marketing materials for a little while, but I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Right, because I think that you would name it before anything would go out to the public. And at that point in time, like, why why use such, like, a weird fake name? I could see there being, like, marketing material that's, like, trying to hinge on the fact that everyone loves Pikachu, I guess. I feel like it would only happen in today's world with, like, actual leaks of things like that. But I feel like yeah. back then it would have been harder for something like Did that to leak. leaked, like, 25 years ago? At yeah, but not, the not in the rate. same way. Not in the same yeah. way. Like, yeah, I don't... Like, the, any leak you had had to come from, like, almost from journalism versus, like, right. now where it's, like... Or, like, a... I don't know what you would call, like, a whistleblower, but if they're not doing anything evil, they're just making Pokemon. Like, but, like, someone like that, like, an inside... I, it was just harder without the right. internet being a huge, huge thing. Because now it's, like, if if you work at one of those companies or you get access to something they do, you can just put it on the internet really quick. And that's yeah. how, like, all these leaks happen. Back then, I think that would have been much harder. So that's why... I don't know. I don't... I don't think I believe this. I don't think I think I think they realized pretty quickly that Pikachu was the 
face of the company. Yeah. And I don't know why they would infringe on that. I mean, they obviously try to always make some sort of like regional Pikachu thing, but that's very mm-hmm. different than like saying like this is Pika Blue. They really do try to make some regional. Yeah, Pikachu no, there's thing. always a Pika clone. Yeah, yeah. every region. The, the Den. I still don't know how to pronounce that one. There's no no phonetic sort of ease to that. D e d e n n e. The Den. That's what I'm assuming, but I mean, well, that's is that from X and Y? Because then it would be like a French pronunciation of. Denim. Oh, I think it Denim. might be. I think it might be. That would do it. Yeah, I, I think it's it's new. It's definitely just says it's pronounced not earlier Denim. than the one before that. Dual type electric fairy Pokemon. So it's super definitely new. But it doesn't evolve into anything. No, nah, it's just a little fella. I think <laughs> it's just a little dude. Little fella. Just a little silly Pokemon. Yeah. He looks kind of like Hammond from Overwatch. Pika, two clones. I always forget that there's like a... I don't know. I just forget Overwatch exists. I <laughs> kind of slowly have. It, it's The Pikachu clones are uh, Meryl, Plusle, Minin, Pachirisu, Emolga, Bidin, Togedemaru, Mimikyu, and then the... More Pico. Yeah, more Peko, the, the one that gets That's angry. That's what Plusle and Minin were there for? Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. someone just had. I thought someone just wanted a gimmick for double battles because of the ability. I mean, it was like both at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it was just like two for one. I I am on false on the fact, but I really have enjoyed that the the subsequent Pokemon discussion. That well, was a good little. Let's find out together. It says one second. Got to scroll down. False. It says top training cards at the time did refer to Meryl's Pika Blue. There's no evidence mm. that suggests it was anything more than a mistake on the part of Tops as a filler name they intended to replace, but yep. forgot to. Was so it pr- my theory was correct. Was it printed on card like Pokemon cards? Is what they're saying. Uh, Tops Pika. You know Pico that's got to be a, a misprint that sells at like auctions. They're not. Uh, it says right here. Uh, wait, what? I don't know. It said Pika Blue error Pokemon Tops card first movie run but i can't find like the listing of what it looks like huh i don't see an image of one. oh it's from the movie cards oh i see what they're saying oh you mean like the um this is a th- this is a promo. yeah it's like the little tops card that's about the movie and it has a thing that says as everyone turns to leave pikachu turns and runs back to buru raichu pika blue and kubone oh it's like an error so it's like it's like they got someone who just didn't know pokemon to like write the because what I thought you were saying it's was... It's from Pikachu's Vacation thing. Yeah. Ah, okay. What I thought you were describing was like, they should bring this one back. You remember when any movie that had, like, a the franchise had a, a TCG, they would just, like, give you cards at the movie? Like the Yu-Gi-Oh! Ones. Oh, man, I remember that. That was the best. Mm. I wanted the Yu-Gi-Oh! ones really bad, and I remember, like, I went to see the movie, and they were out. And then my dad, I guess, like, could tell that I was kind of bummed about it or whatever. And he, like, found, he just, like, found the pack, like, for sale separately for, like, a normal amount of money. He was just like, okay, I'm just going to do this. Um, I, I always find this interesting, this list of, like, Pokemon that appeared in the anime before they were ever in a game. It's kind of fun. Like, Togepi is the obvious one. But, like, it's, like, Meryl Snubble, Don Fan, Ladybot, Elekid, Blossom, Hoot Hoot, Slowking all appeared. Way before Generation 2 came out. And so, then for Generation 3, it's Kecleon, Whalmer, Why Not, Volbeat, Duskull, Latios, Latios, Blaziken, Sharpedo, oh, there's a lot. Lucario had a statue in a Mystery Dungeon game before he appeared in any of the mainline games. I do know that. Lucario is one that appeared before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing if there's any other fun ones. Yeah. He's really the one that I remember. 
because he's I just I thought they were gonna try to make him like the new like face character and they kind of did for that generation and I was like he's too anthropomorphic yeah it was weird because like I was like kind of not into Pokemon for a bit during that and I thought Lucario was like a legendary for a long time yeah I well I thought Lucario was going to be a legendary yeah that's the the vibe that I was getting when they were teasing him like that you know I remember that still now that you yeah wow that's a like I I thought he was like a legendary for a long time until it was like oh I can just get him when I played him in yeah when I played like X and Y I was like wait this person has two Lucario. Wait, especially because it has a baby form, but that doesn't rule it out because they did the one legendary after that that has a baby form. Mm-hmm. I guess it was after. But how do we end these? <laughs> I forgot. Well, we we talked about Pokemon first for yeah. a bit. No, we already did that. I, I'm pretty much always. Yeah, um, we're a part of the Pocket Podcast Network. There it, we go. It's a network of podcasts. Yeah, yeah, there are podcasts like Green Mountain Mysteries and No Dice and. Pokemon makers. Yes, I'm making sure I pronounce that right. You pronounced yeah. it right. Pokemon makers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all great shows. Lots of fun. Definitely go check them out. Uh, Green Mountain. A lot of the Green Mountain Mysteries folks have been in guest episodes on Pokemon makers lately, making gym leaders and gyms and gym teams. It's oh yeah, cool. that's that's a, th- a cool thing about that podcast. They don't just do like individual fake mon like fan designs. They they even like flesh it out into regions and stuff. It's oh yeah, cool. they, I mean yeah. they they're currently working on creating the the Pokemon fan game or like essentially writing it out the concept for Pokemon North and South which has a pretty cool concept. I'll hmm. I'll, t- I'll talk to, you guys should go listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the intro and outro music for our show is Never Far by James Hunter USA um which is now known as New Weirdos. It was previously known as Supreme World Emperors. Uh you should check out all the music by all of those names. Yeah. Everywhere you can get music. It's really great. James Hunter is just a great dude all around. It's true. De- and a, a great songwriter. So definitely check those out. And then uh, wherever you, uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the term everybody uses? Whatever uh, podcatcher uh, you're listening to us on, you should, uh, I don't know. That's this what people fancy. say. Spe- specifically Apple Music. Sure, if you, Apple if Music you, or if, Spotify. If you, if, if you can go through Apple Podcasts and review... And review us there yep. or rate us. That would be great. Yeah. But uh, subscribe to us wherever you listen to us. Yeah. The just Apple thing is just because for some reason it's like weighted disproportionately highly. It's because it's where it originated, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, till next time, I'm Chris. I'm Gabe. I'm John. Don't believe everything you hear. Good Podcast Network. Quality programming right to the pocket.